Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with Easy Peasy Loan Approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. Alright everybody, it's the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to what we like to call a Wednesday, the 27th day of April 2022. My name is Nick, there's Big J right over there. Hey! We are almost, I mean I hate to like jump ahead of ourselves, but we're halfway through the week, Big J. Kind of. I yeah. mean we gotta, we gotta complete today first. Today's just getting started before Jeez. you're halfway through. But, I'll still take it. Looking on the bright side of life, right? Yes. Because uh, you've got weekend plans this weekend, don't you? Do I? I thought you were going to go to Burke Chrysler. Didn't you say you had tickets? Oh, yeah, yeah. Friday night. Is it Friday night or uh, Saturday? Saturday night. Okay, yay, yay. I didn't. I don't have the tickets. The kid bought the tickets. Uh, are you then? Are you sure that you're allowed to go? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I made sure. I'm like, <laughs> we're, we're still going, right? Yep. <laughs> and she's going to a concert tonight, so I'm very... Whoa, very what's pretty, tonight? Uh... Dance, Gavin, dance. Oh, that's right. At the Rep Center. That's right. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, should be fun. Uh, Memphis Mayfire part of that show as well tonight. So hopefully if you are going, you're having a good time. We have a chance for you to check out Dorothy and Joyous Wolf today. That's going to happen on the show multiple times. So if you want to go to a concert of your very own, we will be able to hook you up for that. Going to try to give away some money in the X-Rock Double Dare. I'm going to ask you, Big J, which category should I pull from? I don't need any specifics, but should I go from the world of sports, entertainment, uh, music? What do you think we should go from? But rhetorical. What the hell does that mean? It means questions that already have an answer. I'm not asking you to come up with a category. I have that taken care of. I'm just asking you to come up with a general area. it hasn't worked out great. I was trying to help you out. Does the sun come up in the morning? Should be the first question. Okay. Oh, you're saying completely remedial yes. questions. I see. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Remedial. That's my favorite category. I'm not sure that would matter. But uh, none of those have worked so far. No, by the even way. the easy ones have been difficult. Sports. I mean, it's just you know we just got to get uh, people who are awake. Uh, well, we're gonna certainly try that. That's going to happen around 7.30 today. Your chance to win some money up to 200 bucks. That's going to go down, plus some other fun and excitement as we move forward. We should get started with some music this morning, so let's do exactly that. Nirvana, kicking things off here on The Morning After on the X-Rocks. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. We do this show for three reasons, everybody. The first is to entertain you. The second is to inform you. And the third is to remind Big J of things he has to do in his life because he often forgets things, as we did earlier this morning with Burke Reicher. But uh, uh, what's going on? last year, uh, I believe you were upset that you didn't get enough warning. So I'm here to remind you, Big J, that right now, this morning, tickets to your 2022 St. Jude Dream Home are on sale. When uh, are they on sale? Right now. 
They're on sale right now. And they sold out 90 minutes last time. They've been on sale since 5 o'clock this morning. Damn it! So, no, I just checked. They're still available. So Yeah, uh, but uh, the moneymaker and decider is asleep. But don't you know already that you have permission to buy St. Jude's? Don't you do this every year or yes, try to? Yes, but it's from what account do I uh, take out the money? I'll take it from the one in Switzerland. Each year, St. Jude and Berkeley Building put together, of course, a dream home in effort to fight childhood cancer. This year's one is in Star. It's two-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath. Oh, the estimated value is about $700,000. They will sell 22,777 tickets this year. $100, but they do run out quickly. Uh, again, they are available for you to purchase online. And you can do that. There's also a number that you can call if you would like to get in on the action. The website, of course, is the fun website that you can go to, dreamhome.org. And then the phone number that you can call if you want to be a part of the fun this morning and try is 1-800-537-8939. Do I get two tickets? Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. This is your call. Now, now, I have told you the information you needed to know. Now what you do with that information is up to you. But do keep in mind that last year the tickets did sell out in 90 minutes, which is about 15 minutes from now. So I'm hurrying. Uh, if you buy your tickets today, by the way, you're also in the running for a brand new 2022 Ford pickup truck, as well as perhaps even Bronco season tickets. So who knows? Uh, series wrapped up on the hard court last night. The Miami Heat beat the Atlanta Hawks 97-94. The Heat did a great job defensively on Trey Young all series, and the Hawks really weren't in a whole hell of a lot of them. Four to one. Uh, series final score. Grizzlies over the Timberwolves last night. Another collapse for the Timberwolves. Uh, Memphis leads 3-2. Jay Morant is really good at what he does. Phoenix Suns beat the Pelicans 112-97 without Devin Booker. Phoenix up 3-2 in that series. Uh, as well as, we talked about this a little bit, but Jerry West is still very upset about the depiction of himself and his friends in the HBO Max series Winning Time. Uh, he said that he is so upset about it that he'll take it to the, quote, damn Supreme Court uh, about uh, the fact that the way he feels like he has been basically made to look like a cartoon and a fool, and he doesn't like it. Man, is it that bad? I, I, I mean, it's it's a, you know, it's a, it's a 70s, it's like, it, it really does remind me of the Will Ferrell basketball comedy. You know, I, all of a sudden the name of it escapes me. But, I mean, it's kind of played up in that way. You know what I mean? Everybody's very 70s and it's very kind of, you know, hippie-ish and relaxed. And it tries to be funny. Is it all that good? I don't know. I think they did a really good job casting it to make people look like it. But I do believe that they've made Jerry West a little bit more of a bumbling moron than he is. I, I'm not sure if they were looking for additional comic relief or what. But they've definitely played up the goofy guy, former player out of his element kind of a thing. But Jerry West has proven himself throughout his career to be very much in his element at his job. So I'm not sure why they decided to go that route. But he's not hes not having it and he's not happy about it. So uh, I don't think it'll go all the way to the Supreme Court. He's just very, very upset about the way he's depicted in the show. Uh, which I do think is probably giving the show more publicity than he yeah. thinks. But, you know. Uh, he's not worried about that, I guess. More about getting his name drugged through the mud. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. It's That's Jane's Addiction. That's been caught stealing here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. What's it like to be rich, Big J? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Well, you just spent 17, I bought 17 St. No, Jude's tickets. I bought one ticket. Oh, I see. Uh, but I, I do feel like, you know, rich people... If I were rich, I wouldn't have to buy a ticket to hope to win a new home. When you're comically rich, I imagine this happens uh, a bunch. But I'm wondering if it's ever happened to you, and I don't need specifics, but did you ever, like, pre-order something? 
uh, that was so far in advance and then forget that you ordered it until maybe it came or it didn't not, come or you got not, a notification? Not that it would be of a significant amount of money. Correct. No, no, no. It doesn't have to be expensive. Like a car? Uh, no, no, God, oh. no. Not like a car. But like, you know, anything. I don't know. I mean, just pre- anything that you've pre-ordered. Because you pre-order more than anybody that I know. Yeah, I, I've never forgotten something that That's I good. pre-ordered. Uh, that means you probably keep good track of your money. But when you're rich, you don't have those problems. And this is a story of, of a rich person who did that and then somehow got ridiculously richer because of it. Taking you back to 1988, I don't know if you know this or not, but Macallan is a fairly big kind of whiskey company, right? Over yes. there in Scotland, and uh, they sell a bunch of whiskey that can be very expensive from time to time, and if you have the right amount of money and you're willing to wait around the right amount of time, you can buy barrels of their whiskey that they whip up, and it's special for you. Oh, man, you let it mature over uh, 20 years or whatever? Look out. And uh, that's exactly what happened. Back in 1988, an unnamed person that was apparently very rich bought a 100-gallon barrel of Macallan whiskey for uh, $6,300, right? And uh, it's one of those deals where you do Not that much, it. by the way. No, no, no. To be no, honest. No, in 1988, no. And again, you're buying for the spirits that, you know, you're paying for. Basically, it's a big, gigantic bottle of scotch that they're whipping up for you, especially. Uh, and so he bought it. And then, uh, you know, it was one of those deals where he pre-ordered it and it'd be ready in a couple of months. And he just forgot about it. And then about six months ago, he got a letter in the mail from McAllen Whiskey saying, hey, we were doing inventory in our warehouse and we discovered that you ordered this in 1988 and it is still here and it's now 2022. Maybe, you know, you should come by and pick it up. And so the owner apparently didn't feel like holding on to the liquor for so many years, so he put it up for grabs and uh, on a whiskey hammer auction, and that particular barrel of whiskey, the 100-gallon, 30 now 30-year-aged, 30 barrel-aged Macallan whiskey, went for $1.2 million. Damn. That's the most expensive cask of whiskey ever sold at auction in the history of it all put together. So... Uh, of course, the casts of that age and size are very rare, especially one that's unopened. So the barrel is said to have enough courage to fill 534 of the normal size scotch bottles that you can purchase at the store. So it's a good amount of finely aged whiskey, I'll put it that way. Now, I wonder what this investment means, like how much can you make off that? Off the one point, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you want to, you know, separate it up and sell it, uh, who knows? Or again, hold on to it for ten years and then sell it for probably twice what right. you bought it for. That's that's the debate. I mean, a lot of times these probably aren't purchased by whiskey enthusiasts as much as by investors that are looking to return on yeah. their investment that have the money to be able to do that. But again, it must be nice to forget about a six thousand dollar purchase that you just you know made willy nilly one night maybe and then forgot about it for thirty years. Uh, to say he's well off would probably be an understatement, but again, I don't know anything about the original purchaser or the person that spent $1.2 million on it this week to make it the most expensive purchase ever made. But uh, tip one back on these guys because they're doing just fine. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J has a movie review for you to wrap up Streaming Dumbass. That's happening next on the x Rock. <laughs> Yesterday, right around this time, your text messages were tabulated, and via the TDS Fiber text line, you guys decided Big J needs to watch and review for you the G.I. Joe origin story, Snake Eyes. And so we turned to Big J and tried to find out how the hell was it. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I don't think there'll be any more origin movies for G.I. Joe. Oh, no! So, uh, listen, I, you know, I started watching this movie, and you get about, I would say an hour in, and I'm like, this is... 
good. There's some good stuff here. There's uh, there's a lot of I'm, I'm kind of digging it. And then it goes to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> I, I can only imagine what happens here is, is that like uh, a situation where I don't even think it's the director's fault. I think it's probably like, oh, hey, a bunch of the executives we've seen the dailies and like, well, let's do this. Oh, how about this? Uh, we need to do this. Like, it seems to me like somebody's hands got a whole bunch in the cookie jar and it turned into a GD mess, man. Just a mess. And it got really ridiculous and really dumb really fast. And I was like, oh, this is so disappointing. So disappointing because it had a really good beginning and then it just got too long in the tooth. It went on for a little bit too long. Uh, the movie's two hours and uh, something, you know, two hours and, and one minute. I mean, so uh, I think they spent a little bit of time to kind of developing stuff. But what you have here is um, Henry Golding. He plays uh, Snake Eyes. And so you find out how he ends up becoming Snake Eyes. Uh, and uh, he uh, gets, uh, gets part of a, a clan there in Japan. He's um, I don't want to give away too much of this stuff, but um, you know, he doesn't realize he's involved with the G.I. Joe stuff here until, you know, almost the end of the movie. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, you've got a lot of good action. There's some pretty good action sequences. Again, this is mostly in the first hour of the movie. It's, I think, a pretty good movie. And then it just falls apart and it gets really dumb. And in a way, like, it's not a nod or an ode to the 80s. It's just some really stupid stuff. Like, you know, uh, we had, uh, we're lucky with John Wick. They, they introduced something new that we didn't really have. It was called uh, Gun Fu, right? So it was, you know, martial arts and mixed in with the, with the gunplay and that sort of thing. And that was cool. This is what you have is the opposite of cool, really dumb and stupid looking. And there was this one particular sequence. I'm like, I can't believe I just saw this. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I want to throw up from every part of my body. Jesus. Uh, yeah. And, and it was just so stupid. I'm like, why? Why would they even put that? It just looks so dumb. It just, ugh. Ugh. Is it a G.I. Joe reference? No, it's not a G.I. Joe reference. It's just a cringeworthy action sequence that I'm like, I don't understand. Somebody thought that that looked cool, and I'm so sorry for that person. Um, and I feel bad for them and their families, and I hope they don't ever work again. Oh, Jesus. Um, because it was so dumb. But that's that's this movie in a nutshell. Started out great, and then it just went to hell. Is it feels I is Henry Golding wasted because Snake oh, Eyes absolutely. famously doesn't talk. Actually, everybody in this movie is wasted by the end of the movie because <laughs> they all put in great performances, um, and it just kind of got a little stupid in the end, and it was really too bad because uh, what was happening was it seemed like to me it was like Tomorrow War. Okay. Okay. You had a pretty good movie going, and then they just took it a little yeah. too far. If and they would have cut out the last 20 yes. minutes, that movie would have been perfect. If they had just kind of, you know, simplified their whole ending here and made it a little bit more uh, trim and, and, and to the point and maybe lost some of the stupidity in it, it would have been a pretty decent movie. But, yeah, no, not approved. Uh, then it sounds like it fits in perfectly in the G.I. Joe cinematic yeah. universe. Oh, yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, listen, what can you expect? I mean, it's, listen, G.I. Joe, it all came from a damn action figure. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they didn't want to call it a doll. So they called it G.I. Joe. And then they turned it into a cartoon. And then you end up having TV, uh, um, you know, the movies made. And clearly, there's not a lot of you know, story there elements. you got to develop that. But to me, that's okay because a lot of action movies can get away with that. It's the, the terrible action tropes that, that, that they, they stay on. And then, you know, this looked like a 90s action movie. And 90s action movies, unless you were John Woo, were terrible. <laughs> so you don't want to be in that realm. And that's where this landed. 
So, Big J says, uh, even if you have a morbid curiosity, probably a good idea to skip Snake Eyes. And about halfway through, you'll know when. But just stop. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, that was a pretty good movie. Don't even bother? Yeah. Uh, finishing it up? Well, uh, we'll see. I don't know if there's anything else even on the agenda for the G.I. Joe-averse as far as movies go. But, yeah, this one did not do well. Uh, although it was better reviewed than the other two G.I. Joe movies. Well, those are... Yeah. They are bad. And so... But it doesn't sound like it's much, much better. No, it's so, not. Uh, don't waste your time on Snake Eyes. Nick and Big J. Once again, in an effort to make all social media sites pretty much the same so that you can't discern one from the other, Instagram is again doing another new feature that you have had on other social media platforms, but not on Instagram, but they want to make it available for you. It's a new feature that allows you to pin specific posts to your profile above your photo grid. So if you're like, yeah, like how you pin a post on like, I don't know, Twitter or Facebook or TikTok, and the answer is yes to all those. Uh, TechCrunch says the new feature is currently in the testing phase and it's showing up for select users right now. But all you have to do is select the pin to your profile option and that will make whatever, you know, post that you put the first that people will see if they go to your actual page and not, you know, something that they see on their timeline per se, but something that they see if they visit your actual Instagram page. They say it's a feature that will make it easier for users to discover and support social causes directly through hashtags. I'm not sure that's true. Again, it's just a feature that I think other social media sites have, and now Instagram wants to as well. But uh, not one that I have used in a whole lot of places. You? Uh, yeah. You have a pin yeah. tweet, don't you? Yeah, it was uh, the uh, it was a Metallica. Is it not pinned post. anymore? Uh, I think it still is. <laughs> I mean, who goes and looks at all that? There's my pinned tw- tweet. Oh, man, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. I'm not sure how much you visit your own straight-up profile. Yeah. Generally, you want to pin the most popular thing you've ever had on that on a particular platform. Yeah, that or definitely something that you're supporting, like a cause yeah. or something to that stature. But again, I feel like these are important for charities, for uh, brands, that kind of stuff. But it's rare unless you have something that goes viral that you pin it. You know what I mean? But you can if you want to, I suppose. Heat over the Hawks, 97-94. That wraps up the series. The Heat win four games to one. Victor Oladipo ended up scoring 23 points for Miami. Uh, Bam Bayo had uh, 20 points. They'll be playing the winner of the 76ers-Raptors series, as that is led by Philadelphia three games to two. Congratulations, Austin Matthews. He had the Toronto Maple Leafs. He scored his 60th goal of the season last night, also his second goal of the game. Toronto won three to nothing over Detroit. The 24-year-old is just the third NHL player to reach 60 goals since the mid '90s, so he's pretty good at playing hockey. In case you're curious, <laughs> and Anthony Rizzo is pretty good at hitting home runs. He hit three last night for the Yankees in their 12A win over the Baltimore Orioles. It's his first three three home run game in his career, but uh, he does lead the league in home runs. There's a reason he's off to a good start. And uh, com- I guess it's called CinemaCon is happening, Big J. So CinemaCon, a lot, yeah. A lot of announcements are going on over the uh, the actual uh, you know process of this whole thing. And one of the things that happened is we have another Marvel Spider-Man spinoff. Dun, dun, dun. We already know there will be a Venom 3. We already know they're making a Dakota Johnson Spider-Man spinoff movie. Thank and now God. they are making uh, a El Muerto spinoff movie. El Muerto. And it's going to star Bad Bunny. The rapper, who I don't know who that is, but <laughs> this is when you know we're like we're out of the loop. 
Like, I'm like, I saw this posting everywhere yesterday. I'm like, who the hell is Bad Bunny? Right. I mean, I, he's uh, apparently a very popular rapper that is going to get the role of El Muerto. Now, El Muerto doesn't have a huge role in the comics. Uh, in fact, he only pops up in two Spider-Man uh, issues as the villain in it. So I don't know how they're going to spin this into a... They don't have a lot of plot to work from, I guess is my point. So they can take this pretty much anywhere they want to. But he's very clearly a villain, much like Venom is, however, in the Spider-Man comics. And they turned him into an anti-hero. Although, again, uh, whether those movies are good or debatable or not. But uh, what they do with this will be interesting altogether. It's going to be coming out in January of 2024 is the release date that seems for like pretty close. El Muerto. Well, it's a much... I mean, two years, but I mean, there's a whole slate of new movies announced. So. Lots of stuff happened. Lots of... Well, they want to make that money, baby. Money! Double Dare on 100.3. The X rocks. Yep, it is time to try and play the X Double Dare. An opportunity for somebody to win up to $200. That's what we're hoping for anyway. Uh, but it's double or nothing style, and you have to do some risks to get some rewards. And on the phone is our caller X this morning. It's Jared. Good morning, man. How are you, sir? Fantastic. Excellent. We'd like to make you a little bit better, if at all possible. We're going to try to get you some money this morning. Uh, your knowledge will be uh, very key in this category, Big J. What is it? Words and terms that sound filthy but aren't. So we're going to test your vocabulary here, Jared. Okay. Uh, I think I could get this. All right. Wonderful. Oh, we're going like to wish that. you the best of luck. We'll start with your fifty-dollar question. This video game system from Nintendo was very popular in the 2010s, but it sounds kind of like you have to go to the bathroom. What's it called? Nintendo Wii. Right. The yeah. Wii is correct. That is $50 coming your way. You can take that and walk away, or you can go double or nothing for $100 in a question that's supposed to be more difficult. What do you say? Double it. Okay. All right. Uh, for 100 bucks. Manhole is a term for the circular opening that usually heads down to these areas in major cities. The sewer in the city? Right. Yeah, there you go. Sewers is correct. That is $100 coming your way. You can take that and walk away, or you can go for the $200 question, which is supposed to be the most difficult of the bunch. What do you want to do, Jared? Go for it. Okay. All right. Here we go for 200 bucks. Small boats or inflatable rafts can often be referred to by this dirty sounding term as they did in the movie Tommy Boy. What is it? Dingy. Hey! Right. Hey! Yeah! Good job, man. $200. Wow. That's what it feels like to give away money. Well done, my friend. You dingy. Hang on one second, Jared. You did it. You and your filthy mind got you uh, $200. Way to go, my friend. That's how it's supposed to go. God bless it. Holy gee. So your next chance to play that category coming up at 1230 with Jason Drew and then again at 530 with Adam. And that category stays the same. Hopefully we can give away some money today. Feels good to do exactly that. We'll come back with We're Going to Hell. It is next on the X Rock. Hey. Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X Rocks. Some people take their lawns very seriously, Big J. They go out of their way to make sure that the lawn looks as beautiful as possible. Sometimes people will even employ very pregnant women to cut their lawn for them because they want it to look as good as it possibly can. But some people also take the lawn a little bit too seriously. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yeah. As we go to Canada for today's We're Going to Hell story, police in Ontario are seeking the public's assistance with a 
operation that they need help with because a 38-year-old man has hit one of his neighbors with a vehicle, Big J. Oh, no. Authorities allege that the man got into his car and purposely struck the victim, causing the victim to be thrown a number of meters in the air. That's what they, that's how they measure things in Canada, you understand? Huh. And sustain a huge gash in the back of his head. Uh, his motive? The man apparently ran over the guy because he was peeing on his front lawn. Now, I feel like two wrongs here don't make a right is probably the right way to address it, but I can understand you getting upset if a neighbor decides to urinate on your front lawn. There could be some anger involved in that. Yeah, and, and maybe it wasn't the first time. Could be. I don't know. And uh, you just had enough. You snapped. But also, uh, vehicular homicide is a really poor way to resolve a situation. I'll say that as well. Yeah. Uh, and what happened was this guy was apparently urinating on the lawn. Guy came out and told him to stop. He did not. So he got in his car and ran him down. Uh, and uh, that's uh, that's not a great way to deal with the situation. The 38-year-old man who has retali- who retaliated against the urinating neighbor has been charged with dangerous operation of the vehicle causing bodily harm. Uh, he's looking at 10 years in prison. So I say, well, again, while I understand the anger and I understand the frustration and nothing worse than living next to a bad neighbor, all that kind of stuff, is it worth 10 years of your life? Yeah, and also, here's a real question. Did the lawn peer learn his lesson? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the the extent of his injuries. He had to go to the hospital. He got a severe gash in the back of his head. Uh, I'm guessing that he'll probably use a toilet next time, but I don't know. I mean, again, this could just escalate things. It sounds like something Peacemaker's dad would do. (laughs) Yeah, well, he's not a good man. You remember that, right? Yeah. Just making sure. Uh, Wait, which one? He would do the peeing or he would do the running the guy? Probably both. Yeah. No, I feel like that's an accurate assessment. Uh, but I do not think that Peacemaker's dad, yeah, not mentioned in the story. So uh, it's definitely a couple Canadian guys. Our point is, take it easy. First of all, don't be peeing on other people's lawns. That's not cool. Second of all, be a good neighbor, or at least try to be minding your own business is probably the best way to go about things. And then third, uh, if you have a problem with somebody in your neighborhood, try not to run them down with a vehicle. None of that stuff is going to end well for anybody. Yeah. Uh, but hire maybe, somebody else to do it. Maybe the guy was just fertilizing his lawn, too. That could be. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But I definitely know this is not the way to resolve the situation. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. <laughs> after with Nick and Big J. Big J, we got some reports coming in about Zoom and virtual meetings with employers. It, of course, is something that has happened a lot over the course of the last two-plus years. A lot more virtual meetings taking place on some sort of internet kind of landscape, Zoom being the most popular of those. And there is a company out of Seattle called Reed, which basically puts together a bunch of data that talks about engagement in those virtual meetings and says, okay, how are we doing with it? And the answer is, not great, Big J. (laughs) The first data was released, and it found that For meetings that had seven or more people that were virtual, uh, 50% of the participants arrived late to the meeting. Uh, Either they were having some internet connectivity issues or some Zoom issues or they weren't logging on early enough. Whatever the case may be, they were just late to whatever the virtual meeting was. 40% have below average or poor engagement in virtual meetings. 22% of participants don't say a word. And 11% of participants don't have their video or audio turned on at all. 
Overall, 1 in 5 had a below average meeting score and 31% of meetings start late because of all this brouhaha. Uh, those numbers are still uh, a factor in in-person meetings, but they're not nearly as high because, you know, people usually don't have, tend to have internet connectivity issues when you're in person. But I can understand why virtual meetings can find themselves to be a landscape to be less engaging because... You know, it's different, I suppose, when you're in person. You can kind of pick up on cues as to when somebody is finished speaking or if somebody else is going to speak and you can have a chance to talk. But uh, when you're in a virtual meeting, sometimes those cues are hard to pick up on, you know? Yeah. And so you just end up, I'm just going to shut up and hopefully this meeting is over as quickly as possible. So we're not talking as much in virtual meetings as we do in in-person meetings. Miami Heat are moving on in the NBA playoffs. They beat the Atlanta Hawks last night by three. They win their series four games to one. Grizzlies over the Timberwolves last night, uh, 111-109. They now lead that series 3-2. Suns over the Pelicans uh, pretty handily, 112-97. They lead that series three games to two. And uh, we got some more games on the hard court tonight. Surprising nobody, Deadline reports that at CinemaCon in Las Vegas yesterday, Warner Brothers announced that there will be a Batman 2, Big J. Matt Reeves is coming back to direct, and Robert Patterson is coming back once again to star. Uh, where the the you know story goes from here is anybody's guess. I'm guessing they're going to work in the Joker, as they tried very hard to do so in the first movie, as well as in the deleted scenes that now have made their way onto the internet. Great, another well. Joker. I know, I hear you. Uh, have you rewatched it since it's come up on HBO Max? I, ha- I haven't had a chance, though, because it's a... It's still a long, a long movie, man. It's a long movie. And here's the thing: I don't want it to be. I don't want to watch like uh, an hour of it and have to go away because it is a really good movie, and you don't want to do that. So it's available. Lots of people are watching it on HBO Max, and they're going to make it probably not surprising anybody, but uh, the Batman Two will be coming to theaters for sure. Down. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Oh, May 10th is coming up here at the Knitting Factory. Oh, fantastic show, man. Dorothy coming to town. Joyous Wolf. It is going to be one for the ages. Tickets, by the way, still available for you to purchase if you want to go to that show. Highly recommend you do that. But we also have a chance for you to win them for free. You just have to beat Nick in at least one question here on Pop Culture Smackdown. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you want to play let's get ourselves a contestant good morning the x hello hi what's your name please ronnie all right ronnie you're up first good luck what year was marty mcfly taken back to and back to the future oh was it 59 oh you're so close you're not gonna give her a give and take i mean would you yeah i would all right We'll give it to her. Well, what I mean, what's the right answer? Oh, 1955. Yeah, I mean, she's close enough, I would say, within five years. All right. It is a tough question. It I realize that one. now. I thought you were talking so. about the 80s. The 80, the, that's the year he like went back. Like 1985. Yeah, 85. Right? That's, that's, that's where they started. That's what I mean. But you yeah. said back to and back to the future. Right. I thought back to okay. meaning returning to. I gotcha. But either way. All right, we'll skip right to your hard question then. Great. Uh, way back in 1990, Al Pacino starred in the movie <laughs> Dick Tracy. <laughs> What was his character's name? Oh, I It's a re- leftover Al Pacino question. Yes, clearly. Uh, I remember the cartoon prosthetics look. Oh, God. Man. Looking back, this movie is not, it's not kind at all, by the way. 
Uh, but I mean, I don't even think I could tell you a villain from that movie, <laughs> although I did see it. It, I have clearly expunged it from my memory. I'll say uh, Babyface. You're so close. Wrong. Ronnie, do you know? No, of course I you don't. I don't. Big Boy Caprice. Big Boy right. Caprice. Yeah, never would have got there. Congratulations, Ronnie. You got yourself tickets to Dorothy and Joyous Wolf. Please hold on. I, I, maybe I need to work on my questions. We'll yeah. hook you up. <laughs> oh, no, it's not fair. You're all right. You, I mean, you gave it to her. Morning After with Nick and Big J. I'm we will for you. do some headlines next on the extra. <laughs> And headlines are as follows, Big J. This is pretty gross. Not all heroes wear capes and got your back. This is pretty gross. An Illinois man found a 1950s McDonald's hamburger and half-eaten fries in his bathroom wall as he and his wife were working on renovations on his home. That's bizarre. Rob Jones says he and his wife were removing a toilet roll holder when they came across a cloth inside the wall. They pulled it out and they found McDonald's food wrapped up inside of it. Jones says that despite the fry's age, they didn't smell at all. He also posted photos of the meat on Reddit, where some jokers uh, kind of talked about how it would taste and et cetera, et cetera. But it is one of those situations where it looks like, you know, somebody was either building the house or renovating the house, had their lunch, and then forgot about it and just built a wall around it. Not done on purpose, just certainly done on accident. But they do live fairly close to one of the original locations of McDonald's, so it is neat to have it. But, of course, they instantly threw it away because nobody's going to want, you know, 70-year-old food, Big Jim. Yeah. That's, that's not good for you or anybody, if we're being perfectly honest. But, I mean, if it was McDonald's, it might still be good. The preservation in that. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Uh, even back in the 50s, you think they used Probably. the same stuff? Not all heroes wear capes or got your back. Not all heroes wear capes. Can I introduce you to Gail Dudley, Big J? Gail, yeah, please. has worked at the Longhorn Steakhouse on Macon Road in Columbus, Georgia for over 20 years now. And Damn. she recently was surprised to work by executives of the chain because apparently they've been keeping track and they found out that Gail Dudley has grilled officially one million steaks during her time working there. Executives gave her a $5,000 check, a gold chef coat, and the title of Grillmaster Legend. Longshorn Steakhouse operates more than 540 restaurants nationwide and said Dudley is one of the small handful of employees to be a Grillmaster Legend. It's previously been uh, issued to just one other cook, a cook at the Longhorn Steakhouse in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, Simi Tomasu, back in 2018, who they also said grilled one million steaks back then. It's a lot of steaks, Big J. Yeah. And I wonder how they keep track of that. You think it's just a rough estimation? I mean, it's got to be. It has you know? to be, right. Maybe it's like your 20-year, you know, kind of anniversary right. thing. That's what they decide to pull out. But, uh, you know, I guess it wouldn't be surprising. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're working, you know, five nights a week, you're working an eight-hour shift, and that's your job is to grill steaks at a steakhouse, you probably yeah. put in some numbers. Hey, man, how many songs have you played on the radio? It's a good question. It's <laughs> a really good question. And it would be probably a lot. I don't know if I get to a million. Oh, I think so. You think so? Yeah, you're almost in this 30 years, right? Uh, no, no, no. 20, this is 26. 26 years. I mean, you know, you could probably do some math and average out how many songs per hour. Well, and don't forget, you know, I got started at an oldies radio where all songs are two minutes long. Yeah. So we used to play like 17 songs an hour on those kind of things. Damn. Uh, but uh, I still don't know if I've gotten to a million. That's a lot of songs. A lot of songs. And don't forget, for every one of those, there's a November rain, which sucks up four of your songs in usual or cashmere. <laughs> right, exactly. Or no quarter. The bathroom songs, as we like to call them. Wrap it up with Got Your Back. 
Uh, Big J, you believe in ghosts, right? Yeah. Don't worry, you're not alone. A uh, recent survey finds that 42% of people actually believe in the ghosts and that dead, the dead can contact us from the other side. But moreover, nearly two in three people, 63% of people surveyed, claim they've seen signals or signs from a dead loved one that makes them believe that they are helping them guide them through life. Now, do you believe that, Big J? Somebody that has passed on to the other side is keeping an eye on you and helping I'm, you make decisions. I mean, maybe it's possible. I have not witnessed that myself. Uh, okay. Well, listen, that's that's fair enough. Uh, a lot of people believe that household pets are still with them as well. Do you believe oh in that? God, no. <laughs> oh, no. I feel God, like no. I've opened Don't start <laughs> doing that. Jesus, I'm just, people. I'm telling you that that's what they think. Uh, so, no animal ghosts, just I, people I, I ghosts. don't hear a lot of animal ghost stories. You know what no, I mean? You're absolutely right. Well, I mean, listen, again, it's a weird line that we have drawn where we believe that, that while uh, they are definitely our friends, pets can't have souls. And so we have real issues with them being ghosts well, we, in our kind of, uh, listen, you know, yeah, story that, that we've created. That would tip over the, our sense of reality <laughs> and that would just mess everybody up. Right, right. And probably make us feel really bad about some things from time to time. So it helps out. It helps us sleep at night. Uh, a lot of people believe that there's a particular scent that is a trigger for a ghost as well, 27%. Interestingly, one in four people believe that uh, basically there, there are friendly ghosts out there and that's all that exists that are there to help them. That There's no such thing as hauntings, that ghosts are there to be guides and helpful. So there's a positive outlook on that. You know what too. scent would bring me out as a ghost? What's that? Tacos. Taco scent? Any particular type? Uh, no. Just any oh. tacos. Well, man, you'd be omnipresent then, I would yeah. think, on Tuesdays. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all the things. Hailstorm. That is their latest steeple here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And I'm sure if you were wearing a cap today, Big J, you would tip it because it's a very special day, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is uh, National Administrative Professionals Day. And uh, you know what? They're the folks that uh, keep businesses running and uh, we would uh, be in real trouble without ours here. Yeah, we have uh, one, a couple of the the best people that, that help us out in, in a couple of different places. Uh, one would be uh, the wonderful woman that runs our front desk, Teresa here, who uh, has the uh, damn near impossible task of dealing with some of you monsters on a day-to-day basis. And so uh, we would like to say uh, we appreciate her work, everything that she does to make this place go, because she does hold it together. This is the young lady that you see every time you come and pick up your tickets, or if you win money on the X-Rock Double Dare, she does every single uh, piece of legwork that goes along with making sure everybody who wins money wins the money that uh, gets the money that they win and then more importantly she also has to somehow decipher our chicken scratch to make sure the correct people get the correct prizes that they are given which is not an easy task in this particular place. Yeah and she has to deal with you. That is also true. So she gets bonus points for all of that but uh, there is no doubt if you have dealt with her in some way shape or form uh, in the last couple of years that when you win something from us you know she's very good at what she does and we are very appreciative Teresa and all the hard work she does she makes the rock go around here for me yeah and then Becky uh, administrative assistant as well has to deal with all the animals in the sales department yes uh, and uh, and she somehow uh, despite working here for a ridiculous amount of years still listens to the ex on a regular basis so uh, thank God for, for that and having her in the office because having somebody in that room that actually knows what we're doing uh, comes in beneficial from time to time <laughs> yes <laughs> and, uh, and I'm almost positive she's shade, the only one 
right there. there. Whoa, but, look out. Uh, but we do love her very yes. much, and uh, we always appreciate her input, and she is very happy to give it uh, because there is stuff that she likes and stuff that she doesn't like. But uh, I always say I appreciate her opinion because we know that uh, there's always somebody listening to the X, and that's Becky, damn it. So we appreciate uh, everybody that helps make this place go, and hopefully you have some time in your busy day to appreciate whoever it is that makes your office run uh, back there. Because we were we were talking off the air about Administrative Professionals Day and all the people that have worked at the front desk, and I started to feel bad because I can only go certain far back in my memory. Listen, I can't either because uh, it's a it's, you know it's a tough job. A lot of people have been in there, but I am incredibly thankful for everybody that's done it because I know that that's the real work at this place that actually. Does does bust their ass to make sure things get on the air when they're supposed to get on the air and the prizes get delivered when they're supposed to be delivered. So thank you very much and do the same at your job. Find a way to thank the people that actually make the offices go because without them, we would be screwed with a capital S. Agree or disagree? Totally. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we will uh, give Teresa some more work with bad impressions, a prize to be won next on the X-Rock. <laughs> I'm not impressed. Morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yep, and Bad Impressions brought to you by the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore, Treasure Valley Subaru. Uh, We'll get you tickets to our uh, show coming up here with Dorothy on the 10th of May. It is at the Knitting Factory and opening up with Joyous Wolf. So if you can figure out Bad Impressions here, those tickets are yours. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play our goofy little game called Bad Impressions. Big J's got three clues revolving around somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, and you have yourself some tickets. Let's go to the phones. Good morning, The X. Good morning, gentlemen. How you doing? Pretty good. Sounds like Kevin. Kevin, you're up first. Good luck to you. (laughs) I was nominated for an Oscar for playing Tanya Harding in I, Tanya. Oh, no idea. Uh, well, maybe this will help. Uh, the world nominated me for badassery for starring as the one and only Harley Quinn in the Suicide Squad movies and Birds of Prey. Oh, that's what I know, though. Continue on, sir. But he knows the answer. He wants maybe. clue number three. I'm starring as Barbie in the Barbie doll movie. Oh, that is the lovely Margot Robbie. Is that correct? Yes. All right, beautiful. Good job, my friend. Dorothy, tickets are yours. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Uh, Why is Margot Robbie in the Uh, news? You pointed out to me that uh, they had just uh, posted the first visual that we have, and it's Margot Robbie looking like Margot Robbie as Barbie. Uh, That is a testament to her beauty and talent, by the way. Uh, Not so much a testament to the uh, design, I think, of the Barbie look, but it's definitely just Margot Robbie looking like she normally looks inside of a pink car, which is fine, I guess. I don't know what, I mean, I wasn't expecting much else. Ryan Gosling being Ken, what is this movie going to be about? I don't, that's the thing, I don't know what the plot could be. I'm trusting Margot Robbie, though, because she usually doesn't do a bunch of frivolous nonsense. Well, and it's got a good writer-director. I mean, Greta Garbing knows what she's doing as well, so I mean, I there there's certainly got to be something there. Just what it is, I have no idea. But I'm sure people will be interested, as uh, you know already. Just the first image has set the internet on uh, fire, so people are into it. Could be worse things. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. So check it out for yourself. Uh, the image of Margot Robbie in a pink convertible enough to get you excited for the Barbie movie, perhaps. Morning after Let's go Barbie with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. 
that's going to do it for the morning after with Nick and Big J on this Wednesday. Thanks for hanging out with us. We had a chance to talk age whiskey. We got Big J into the running for the St. Jude House before the tickets sold out this morning. So that was a mission accomplished. We also told you, at least according to Big J, avoid Snake Eyes, the G.I. Joe origin movie. It was not very good, and it's not worth your time. The first one he's denied in a while also, and did a- not approve. Avoid throwing Snake Eyes. Uh, how do you, yes, it, that, well, unless you bet on that, then it could be a good thing, right? Yeah. That's an option in the craps table. And, of course, we also had a chance to give away $200 this morning. It felt good Ooh, yeah. to actually do it. So your next chance to win with the X-Rock Double Dare at 1230 today with Jason Drew, 530 today with Adam, so keep listening for your chance to do that. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, good riddance, Mark Emeritt, who's stepping down from the NCAA after 12 years. Unfortunately, he's going to be there another year. Idiot. Uh, well, listen, the NCAA was uh, in bad shape before he got there and uh, currently and will be in bad shape long after he's gone. Uh, until that thing is dissolved, uh, it's a true, uh, absolute bleep show from the top to bottom and are doing things pretty much every wrong way you could do I say this to Mark Emmerich. Go to hell. Wow. What did he do to you exactly? Huh? You know, he put on sanctions against uh, the Boise State Broncos for some kid who slept on a floor. Listen, that's dumb. While I'm not sure he made that decision, he certainly is in charge of the people that did, and that was a very stupid call, for sure. Uh, No doubt about it. But uh, So, uh, (laughs) once you're an enemy, you're an enemy for life with Big J, I guess, apparently. And he wants you to burn an eternal fire for that? Yes. Okay, just making sure. Skeptic that. How about we, (laughs) once again, a reference only I understand, (laughs) a a chance for you to be brought to you with our next set of X-Rock courtesy of Peak and Plumbing for Tank and tankless water heaters clogged drains leaky faucets and toilets that won't flush stop freaking and call beacon beacon plumbing and heating mechanical your trusted plumbing source online at beaconplumbing.com that's it for us we will see you tomorrow jason drew's up next at cx rocks the morning after podcast brought to you by idaho advocates you didn't deserve to be in an accident but you do deserve an advocate make sure you hit them up on their website idahoadvocates.com